Thank you for tuning in with us at Bayou City Fellowship Cypress, a community that's radically focused on Jesus. Advent is a season for reflective preparation to celebrate the coming of Jesus. During this season, we desire to grow as followers and disciples of the light of the world. Join us for this week's lesson as we learn and pray to be more like Christ. If you would, please have a seat. We are... um... Briefly going to talk about the story of Christmas and maybe from, um, you know, every, every year a pastor's most difficult job at Christmas and Easter is to keep it fresh because you all know the story. What's he going to talk about this year? Most of the time, it's a little easier because we forget what, you, what I talked about last year. So I could give the same message, but I'm not. And just a reminder, families, kids, don't let it bother you. And don't miss what God is going to speak to you today. Because the reality is you're not here by accident. You're not here by accident. You might be here out of guilt or you might have been dragged by a family member, but you're not here by accident. And it is... My understanding, based on my experience with God, that he put you here on purpose that your life might be changed. You might be a believer and have been at thousands of Christmas services. His intention is to speak to you today. And you might have run away from God. You might hate God. But he doesn't hate you. And he has intention to speak to you too. My hope is that that is exactly what will happen. We've all been given a name at birth. I was given a name at birth. My name is Jonathan. Most of you know me by Johnny. Johnny doesn't mean anything. I have no idea what it means. My name was supposed to be Jacob, which means he who grasps at the heel or he cheats. I'm glad that wasn't my name. My name is Jonathan, which means God has given. I'm assuming it means God has given me something. It's not like I'm anything to be given to anybody, but he has given me as a friend, as a Whatever, right? God has given. That's the name. It's a pretty common name. And, you know, if I say Jonathan, you're not going to be like, ooh, that's not what happens. There's a specific name that I have struggled with over the years. It's a name that when it's been spoken to me before in my history, it created all sorts of turmoil and anger and frustration, and it caused me to bristle. The name Jesus Christ. And there's a reason why it does that, right? There's a reason why the name of Jesus causes a thing. Some of us, right? Some of you are like, oh gosh, you hate that name. Do we do? Some of us hate that, especially if we are walking in our own self, away from God, or we hang out, I was an atheist for a long time. That name Jesus can cause anguish in us or anger or frustration. Some of us, you see, you're like, oh man, I love the name of Jesus. Like it brings peace and solace. It brings comfort, right? My name doesn't do that for you, right? And your name doesn't do that for me. In fact, I could start naming a lot of names and it wouldn't, right? Some of you might use it as a cuss word or when you stub your toe in the dark, you don't use my name for that. There's a reason why through the generations, Jesus Christ, that name, that person, either resonates and offers peace or it causes us to 
repel a bit and to bristle. It's because the name of Jesus has power. And there's a reason why. There's a reason why it was given. There's a reason why it has that effect on people. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the name given to this baby that we read about at Christmas. Matthew chapter 1 records it like this. This is the foreground. This is the story we all know. And then we're going to talk about what was going on in the background. Matthew 1, starting at verse 18, says like this. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't fear to take Mary as your wife, for what? For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel, another name, which means God with us. That's from the book of Isaiah, that prophecy. You shall name him Jesus. The name Jesus was a common name, Joshua. It means the Lord saves. The word Lord, though, was not just any old king of the day. It meant Yahweh, the great I am, the creator of the universe, the one who gave breath and life to every human being, to every animal, to everything, the one who created something from nothing. Yahweh saves, the Lord Jehovah saves. His name wasn't just a name given to anybody. You know, like, well, how's this baby gonna do all of these things, right? His name, Jesus. And this idea of Emmanuel, God with us. It's a little different than Jonathan or Jacob or Nancy. That's what's going on in the foreground. We see this baby Jesus. We know the story, right? They rode and came to Bethlehem. They came to do the census, right? We're gonna read Luke 2 tomorrow to our families. This baby. And we see from the birth on, we're like, we celebrate it. But let's look at what was going on in the background because what was going on in the background really matters. We've been going through this Advent season, Philippians chapter 2. Verses 5 through 11. We're going to finish that today. Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to start in verse 5, and then the screen will pick up at verse 9. So listen to these words. Just have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Right? So, in the background, what was going on is that Jesus Christ was with God. John 1 tells us that he was with God in the beginning and that he was God in the beginning. Right? Before the birth of Christ in Matthew 1, Jesus already was. But he did not count that place of authority, of power, right? equality with God to be grasped. But it says he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Joseph, you're going to have a son and you shall call him Jesus, he took the form of a servant being made in the likeness of men. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Verse nine, here we go. Therefore, God 
has highly exalted him and bestowed on him, put on him, given him the name that is above every name. That's kind of crazy, right? The name that is above every name. What name could that be? So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. See, in the foreground, we see Mary and Joseph going and Joseph's not sure what we should do because this woman that he's betrothed to is pregnant and it wasn't by him. And so he's kind of freaking out. And he's like, but I love this woman. I don't want to like mess her up. So I'll just divorce her quietly. I don't want to put her to shame. And the angel of the Lord comes and he says, no, 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 no. This is my doing and I want you to give him a name, a specific name. Jesus, he will be Emmanuel, God with us. And in the background, it is Jesus, equality with God says, I'm gonna set this position aside I'm going to humble myself, become in the likeness of men, and be born a child, just like you and I. And his name was given to him, Jesus. And in Philippians, we find out that the name is above every name. His name means the Lord saves. It is God with us. Right? He was Jesus, the Messiah. It means that he was, the Lord is saving through deliverance, right? The Messiah is the deliverer. You know what was going on? God's people had been oppressed. Before Matthew 1, right, was 400 years of silence from God. Darkness and wondering, right? Directionless, not sure what to do. Is God still there? And this name that was given was the promise that they would be delivered, not just from their circumstances, but from their sins. Right? From their sins. To be given a new kingdom. Now, they kind of got it wrong and they were like, oh, well, my personal right now circumstance is going to be perfect and good and he's going to come and deliver us and conquer and we're going to be the bosses of the world. Wouldn't that be nice? Right? You believe in Jesus and all of a sudden your life is perfect and everything is good and you're the boss of the world. That's what was going on with them. They had been oppressed. They'd been enslaved. His people were suffering and they needed a deliverer. They needed salvation. And this name Jesus was the name that was above every name. There was no other name that could do that. The Lord saves. The Lord saves. Verse 10, right? So he's given this name that is above every other name so that, so not just was it a name, but there's a purpose when the name was given, something was gonna happen, right? Right? So that, right, so that at the name of Jonathan, nothing happens. Right? There's nothing available to you at the name of Jonathan Marks, right? It doesn't, it doesn't have anything. There's no juice behind it. But so that at the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, every knee should bow. You know what's interesting about this particular thing? Every knee should bow. Every knee should bow. There's another part, Isaiah 45. It says it like this. Turn to me and be saved, God says in the old prophecy, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no other. He says this. To me, every knee will bow. Philippians says every knee should bow. 
In the prophecy in Matthew, it also says every knee will bow. And it reminds me of this really wonderful scripture, Luke chapter 20. Verse 18 says it like this. He's talking about the parable of the tenants and he's giving some stories Jesus is. And he's talking to the Pharisees. He said, look, the, the stone the builders rejected, which was Jesus, has become the capstone. The most important thing, the thing the building is gonna be set on, Jesus Christ is, is actually the piece that it's all formed on. This life, faith, right? Purpose, eternity is built on Jesus. And it says, everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces. And when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. Any, any person whose knee will bow and falls on Jesus for salvation and deliverance, right? That's what his name means. Those, of, those who will call out to the name of Jesus will be broken to pieces, not in the manner of just like, because he wants to be broken, but brokenness happens when we find conviction of our sin, right? When we in humility say, Jesus, I'm falling on you, I'm, I'm broken. And we find healing and restoration. But every knee will bow. There will be a time where every knee will bow. And the ones who have not fallen on Jesus, but on whom Jesus falls, will be crushed rather than broken. He goes on, verse 11. So that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of the glory of God the Father. There's always this question about Jesus and whether he loves everybody or not. Or whether or not you're lovable anymore. Or whether or not your sin has gotten you too far away whether or not it's available for everyone, right, or just us that are here, because we forget that we weren't always here. And the scripture is very, very clear. Romans chapter 10 says this, the word is near you. In your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith that we proclaim, because if you confess with your mouth, right, every knee should bow, every tongue confess. We'll get to what this is in a second. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. For with the heart, one believes and is justified or made right with God. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, listen, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew or Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all. Right? This is the last Advent candle. Jesus Christ, Lord of all. And it says, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. Here it is, ready? For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know the Greek for everyone? is everyone. Everyone. Every filthy, dirty, rotten sin that we have committed has been covered at the cross of Jesus. Right? Every hateful thing that we've said to God and about God is covered at the cross. And you say, Johnny, look, like when you hear this, right? Jesus, Lord of all, like the one living true God, everyone who confesses, do I need to confess? Do I need to be saved? I'll tell you a story. When I was in college, um, I was not a believer. I was as far from that as you can get. And God started to put people in my life to annoy me. 
to pursue me and invite me to Bible studies and give me their number? Do you want to talk about Jesus? No. That's my, that was how I felt. And I went home one day and I wrote in my journal, some of you know the story, and I wrote, do I have a sign on my forehead that says I need to be saved? Yes, I did. <laughs> and in case you're wondering, yes, you do. What do you need to be saved from? I'll just get it out there. I'm just going to do this as clearly and easily as I can. God made us in his image. He made us in his image. Like, why would Jesus, why do we celebrate Jesus being born, this Jesus that's above every other name? Because God made us in his image to enjoy fellowship with him forever. And from Adam and Eve all the way to you and I, we have chosen rebellion selfishness and self-centeredness has caused separation for every human being. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short. Everybody's messed up. Everybody has not done it right. And you're like, well, people are mostly good. Mostly good is not what's expected. And people aren't mostly good anyway. The scripture says no one is good, not even one. Jesus himself, he said, don't call me good. Only the father is good. If Jesus is deflecting, I mean, right? But God loved the world so much, right, that he gave his only son because he knew we couldn't fix the problem. He knew that we were so far gone, we couldn't undo what we had done. So Jesus was born to Mary and Joseph and given the name above every other name, lived a life that needed to be lived. And when he died, it was not because he deserved it, but because you and I do. He did it for us. So when you confess that Jesus is Lord, what you're saying is, I'm not, right? I'm broken, God, I'm falling on you. And it says in Romans, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, the name of Jesus will be saved. Do you need to be saved? Yes. Yes, but you're in the same boat with everybody else. It's not because we figured it out. It's just because we've accepted, we've all fallen on Jesus, those who are, who are saved. What do you need deliverance from? You know the answer before I, I don't need to give you that. What do you need to be delivered from? Salvation, deliverance, joy, purpose, peace. Salvation, it's all found in the name of Jesus Christ. The Messiah, born to Mary and Joseph on, on Christmas. Right? Born with a name above every other name. Jesus says this. He says, when I am lifted up, when I'm lifted up on the cross, when I'm lifted up at the resurrection, I will draw all men to myself. You don't need to go to church to be saved. Church attendance won't get you there. Everyone who attends church will not be saved. Everyone who does a mission project will not be saved. Everyone who does a few good works or a lot of good works, everyone who gives to the poor, everyone who feels like they should be in, will not be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised from the dead. And that is, is yours. All the things you're looking for this Christmas, as you look back and as you look forward, are found in Christ Jesus. And as we celebrate and look to celebrate the birth of Jesus and we're gonna leave here in, in just a moment and we're gonna go home and share a meal with one another and we're gonna sing Christmas carols and right, we're gonna get in fights around the dinner table and 
You know, maybe, maybe read Luke 2 to your family. There are people who also have names who are being exploited and enslaved today, right now, who will not go home and share a meal with family, who will, who will not experience Christmas Eve dinner with friends and family, kids who don't have a family to take pictures of them opening presents. They have names also. They were given names also. And what we're going to do is we're going to do something we do every year, which is we're going to light candles and we're going to sing Silent Night. But I want to talk to two, two, two people. There's the person who is just like, man, please finish because I'm so uncomfortable. I'm sorry you're uncomfortable, but I'm not sorry. Only because of this. I know that what you're looking for is found in Jesus Christ. And if you have felt any conviction or any measure of understanding that he took your place on that cross and that you want to call on his name, I want you to know that before you leave to come find me, I'll stand right here and introduce you to Jesus. And for the rest of us who are believers who called on the name of Jesus and who carry the name of Jesus, let this lighting be a very physical example of what we are going to need to do tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day, which is to carry the name of Jesus to all the other people who we don't normally see and who we don't normally think about, but who are just as present and who are in just as much need as you were before you came to call on his name. So I'm going to invite um, my friends up. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to light this candle here. And what I'm going to ask you to do, what I'm going to ask you to do is, as they come to uh, light from here, we're going to pass this around. And if you would, the unlit candle, turn that towards this so we don't spill wax all over you and your family. And we're going to stand together, if you would. And as this light is passed, we're going to sing... And remember Jesus Christ, our Savior, the Messiah, the Lord of all, who came into the world to offer salvation and deliverance through his grace and love and mercy. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that you feel encouraged. To stay up to date with our current sermon series, you can subscribe with us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to find more ways to get involved with the Bayou City family, visit us online at bayoucityfellowship.com or download the Bayou City Fellowship Cypress app to find community in the body of Christ.